Hey, if you are an incoming college freshman, you're not going to want to miss this episode. We are going to give you a list of questions that you'll need to ask your academic advisor. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. Hey, everyone, and welcome back. And thank you for listening to our podcast, Your Advisors Will See You Now. It is Kiki and I, and we are on to our little relevant ramble. Um, If you have just been joining us, we have been doing a lot of series in terms of interviewing people in different careers. So if you are a high schooler, even if you are a freshman in college and you're trying to figure out where you want to be, what you want to do after college, take a listen to this series because you can find a potential career fit that's for you. And then you can figure out your path to get there. So definitely stay tuned for that. We're going to have many, many, many different people that we're interviewing for that. But for today, we have our Relevant Ramble. A Relevant Ramble is a small segment where we talk about anything that pertains to higher education that may be helpful tips for students or maybe just something that's happening right now that we want to touch base on. But today, we thought that it would be great to provide you with some top questions to ask your academic advisor, because Kiki and I have been academic advisors. And if you don't know, when you go into college, you're usually assigned to academic advisor your first freshman year, or, or I think some t- it depends on what college you go to. It's kind of, it's kind mm-hmm. of wonky. Sometimes you'll get maybe like a quote-unquote advisor your freshman year, and, and but then second year, you get like a more finalized advisor because you know what your career path is, but every college is different. But in any case, you will have an advisor there that will give you, um, they'll serve as a resource for you. So they'll help you in terms of understanding what your, what your academic program looks like, how to make sure you understand how many credits you need to complete. If you have to do an internship, when you should complete that internship and helping you to ensure that you complete all your graduation requirements so you can get your diploma because that is the main goal, not just partying. So with that, Kiki, do you want to give us the first question that you should ask your academic advisor when you go to college? And how do you think we should, they should preference making a meeting with us and um, kind of going about establishing a rapport if you want to open it that way? Mm-hmm. So I think like you said already, you know, it, every school is different, but you may be assigned an academic advisor. Um, I know in our, at our institution, we have groups for brand new students, virtual advising groups. So you at least connect with three or four advisors in that one session and you get their email address. So again, it depends on where you're going, but like Kimmy's saying, you know, make sure you understand how you can connect with your advisor. Cause sometimes you do get your schedule before you come in. It just depends. But I would definitely say, you know, in that first meeting or, you know, if you, sorry, I should say, if you go to the college's website and you want to see, the advise, academic advisors that are gonna be at your institution, maybe you can send an email to the inbox and you're just curious, like, how do I set up an appointment? I think that's the first step. And it just shows initiative. Maybe in orientation, they tell you how to connect with an academic advisor or go through whatever process they have. Just do it. It just, and again, it shows that you're taking prior, you know, that's a priority for you as you're getting started. If you wanna go to campus, if you go to a community college, if you're at, going to a four-year school, I think sending an email to your advisor, if they tell you ahead of time, just saying, hi, my name is so-and-so, 
I see that you're my assigned academic advisor. I'd love to set up a time to talk with you. And maybe maybe you explain like what questions you have because an advisor doesn't do everything. There are different departments for registration sometimes, it depends, but registration and financial aid. So I would say you wanna make it very clear why you're setting up this appointment with an advisor. And it just, it just again, I feel like for, for me, I'm like if a student's saying, I wanna talk about like my degree plan, getting started, what I need to do for my first semester. I'm like, oh, wow, okay, they've done some research. So that's how I would start it out. Just send that initial email, introducing yourself and asking, can you set up something sometime to talk with them one-on-one? -on -one. But the first question that we have is asking about your degree. So Kemi, you mentioned that academic advisor is there to help a student stay on track towards degree completion. Now I would say for students that may not know, you know, in high school you all had to complete a certain amount of credits. I think in high school it's just like every you know every semester your your counselor just tells you what to take because so you're like, okay, I'm just gonna do that. Or you're under you're, you know you know you have to be there for at least four years, so you just you don't really you may not inquire about why you're taking these. Yeah. Now with college, you know, yeah, I, I, I know I was like that. I was like, well, just every semester I'll just wait for them to tell me to take these classes. In college, you're going to have a degree checklist or a degree requirements to meet. So every degree has a certain amount of courses you must take to fulfill those requirements. That's a question you want to talk about with your advisor. If you're, you know, whatever your degree you're going into, just ask them, can we look at my degree plan, please? Or maybe that you want to call it a course catalog that's just showing what courses are offered in your in your major. So that just shows that you're interested in understanding what the requirements are. Maybe you're trying to ask, why, why do I have to take certain classes? You may see you have to take two English classes or a communications class, or maybe they're requiring that you take some type of humanities and fine arts. You wanna be asking why, so that when we, when we as advisors recommend you classes, you're not saying, well, I don't need that. And it's like, well, no. You, if you went through your checklist with your advisor, then you understand what classes you need. I'm going on a tangent because this is so like it's super. It's just super vital. I just see a lot of students that come in not understanding what classes they need to take, or you know, if a student's a nursing major, they're assuming that they can just take nursing classes. No, you have to start out with general education courses. So, asking about you know general education courses, what's required for my degree, these are the questions you want to talk about. And literally sitting down with your advisor and what are the classes that are in the degree? Because you would also want to make sure if you're coming in, you want to be a psychology major. Are those classes that you actually want to take? Are they going to be interesting to you? So that's my my mini relevant ramble within a relevant ramble about the first question you should ask about, you know, how can we look at just going over what your degree is going to look like while you're at your college? Yeah, I think that's a good point, too. And then let's say you are kind of a proactive student and you saw maybe a nice class in the course catalog and you're thinking, I wonder if I can take this class. It sounds very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Go to your academic advisor too and ask them to see if like that's Please. an option. Because I've definitely had students ask me that before, like, oh, this class sounds really cool. Can I, can I take it? And then I'll say, okay, if you want to take it, you have to take like this class and this class because they're usually prerequisites. And mm -hmm. that's how you have to sequence your schedule. So that way it's good for you to know that preemptively. Versus registration day, you're kind of confused. You're trying to sign up for a class. You get kicked out the class, you know. So just so it's always good to be proactive and talk to your advisor about that. And on that same point, just a little a little side note. You kept me saying talking about 
classes because uh, uh, the I would say that colleges offer thousands of classes, like maybe not thousands, but hundreds of classes. So like you're saying, when they may look interesting to you, you add it to your plan, even though your advisor didn't tell you to take it, you're just like, oh, I want to take this class. Financial aid may not cover it if you are using financial aid. So there's just some things that are yeah, you know, like kind of little nuances that, like Kimmy mentioned, you want to run it by your academic advisor first to make sure that it can fit into your degree plan and that it will, you know, it's something that's worth your time in your degree. Yeah. Like long story short, your academic advisor, we're just trying to make sure that you stay on the path to meet your graduation date that that's anticipated. Because mm-hmm. that's definitely happened to where I've had some students like, oh, I'm just going to register for this and this. And then I would have to manually look through all the records. And it was, and I, I had like over 200 at that point. And I would see it and I'm like, oh my goodness, he registered for the wrong class. He didn't. And I mm-hmm. sent like a bunch of literature for this, which you're supposed to take and why. But he thought, you know, he thought it was something innocent. So, but that messed up his sequencing. And then that really messed up his next semester. And it was like really, mm-hmm. really tight. So mm-hmm. if you just have any questions about that, just ask your academic advisor, like just to make sure you're in the clear and everything goes well. Right. For the next question to ask your advisor, I think this is a really, really good one, uh, especially if you are a freshman coming in for undergraduate. I would ask your academic advisor, what is your GPA requirements? So usually when you're in high school, you do have a, whatever grade you make, you get like that at the end of the semester GPA. Now in college, there's a requirement that you must meet. So if you don't uh, achieve a certain number at the end of a semester, at the end of a semester, you could either go on academic probation, which is not something great. Or if your Mm. grades are so low before below the GPA requirement, you could actually get academically dismissed. And depending on the school, you might not be able to return, period. So this is why I'm very, very passionate about this because you came all this way, you applied for college, you took out these loans, you put in this payment. Let's not waste this money. Let's not waste this time. So freshman year, you can have a little party. Don't party too much. Ask your advisor, what is the actual GPA requirement? And it depends on what school you go to. So if you're, especially if you're an undergraduate, I think like sometimes depending on the school, like a 2.0, 2.5, but sit with your academic advisor and ask, well, what does that look like? I'm taking four classes. So if I'm taking four classes and the GPA scale is on a 4.0 and I get an A, but I get three C's, what is my GPA going to look like? Am I going to stay in, am I going to stay and continue for the next semester or am I going to get kicked out? Because if you are a student that got A, got an A, but you got three F's, you're going to get kicked out. That's not going to hold it. That's not going to hold the GPA at all. Um, if you're more so like a student that's like an A, you got a B, a C, and then maybe you got an F for your first semester, then you might be able to go on academic probation. And that's where you can go the second semester and you can rebuild up your GPA. But I'm telling you, you don't want to be very lax your first semester and get low grades because your freshman year, it builds that baseline for your GPA. It's so much easier to get some high marks your freshman year and then continue to like aim to, to sustain and do well for the rest of your four years. If you do really, really bad your first semester and you're still able to be on academic probation, the rest of your semesters at college, you're going to be fighting to make sure you're pushing your GPA up a little bit by a little bit by a little bit. Because if you're getting mm-hmm. all 
C's for your first semester and you're still somehow making the requirement, the rest of your four, three years that you have left, you're like, okay, kid, you have to be getting some B pluses and A's, like nothing below that. And that's, that's really difficult. That's really challenging. So don't go party too hardy your freshman year. Stay focused on those academics and try to bring your, your best foot forward for sure your first year. You don't want to do that to yourself. You don't want to stress yourself out, your, especially your senior year. You came this far and you're like, I have no choice but to make sure that I have all B pluses and above. Don't do that to yourself. Put yourself on the best path possible and to be more comfortable and able to achieve and just do mm -hmm. it that way. Mm -hmm. I would add to that too. If you are a student going to a community college and look, you're looking to a you're looking to transfer to a four-year institution, then to Kimmy's point, your GPA is going to be important as you're transferring. Um, maybe you're looking to be a business major, computer science, engineering. Those are three majors that a lot of times will have GPA requirements for students entering into the major. So if you're coming in with a 2.0, that's the minimum you have to meet, but that may not be cutting it for your major. So we're just trying to emphasize to anyone listening that you want to be, you want to understand for your institution that you're starting at. And if you're going to transfer, you want to understand the stand, the academic standard standards that you have to meet to maintain and to sometimes enter into a certain major. I just wanted to tag that on there. The next question that you want to ask your academic advisor is, and I kind of touched on this on the first point or the first question, is asking the difference between general education courses and major requirements. So general education courses, if you're going to a community college or a four-year institution, are typically required to complete your degree. So general education courses are going to look like English courses, math, social sciences, natural science, so, um, excuse me, humanities and fine arts. It really just depends on the major, depends on the school. So those are courses that you may, and you may come in and say, I already did that in high school. Well, these are going to be at the college level. So it's gonna be different than your high school course. Then you have your major requirements. So those are specific to what you're planning to study. So if you're going to be, again, business major, engineering, psychology, if you're going to be English major, your major requirements are specific to that field that you are going to be in. So again, just making sure that you're asking what those differences are. You want to know why you have to take these courses and just understanding the difference between kind of your lower level courses, which tend to be general education, and then your upper level courses, which are the ones pertaining to your major. Spot on, Kiki, spot on. The next thing you might wanna to talk to your academic advisor about is if you are trying to determine if you're full-time or a part-time student. So a full-time student is, uh, depending on your, your institution, usually if you are full-time, it's like three, three to four classes you're taking, depending on the unit. Um, the units that are in it. Um, and that's something that you could also need to speak to your advisor about, understanding the units for classes. Because sometimes people are like, I'm taking a class already. And I'm like, that's a half credit, un that's a half credit unit. unit. Mm -hmm. So it's not a whole course. So you would still have to take another class for a 50. Um, but anyway, um, it's very important for you to talk to your academic advisor if you are intending to be full-time versus part-time. Part-time is a smaller a caseload of classes that you're going to take each semester. So maybe one to two classes. 
In either case, it's important to know this because let's say you're utilizing financial aid. Those are very important things and information that you need to be aware of because sometimes the financial aid will stretch to a certain amount for if you have part-time or or full-time. If you are also an international student, that's very important as well because you also have requirements based on full-time, part-time, and when and what that looks like in each semester. I'm not going to get into the the specifics of that because I've had that conversation many times. I'm just going to say talk to your academic advisor because <laughs> there's a lot of if, ands, buts, but this semester, but this one, no. So that's very important. And also it's it's great to know because you want to be able to understand when your actual graduation date is. So that way you can plan accordingly for that. So usually for undergrad, everybody anticipates graduating within four years. Maybe you're a go-getter student and you're just curious. You're like, I want to get out of here as soon as possible. Like, is there anything I can possibly do? You could ask your academic advisor to see if that's a possible option, if you can maneuver your courses um, that way. It may not be, but it could be. It's always good to ask. Uh, if you want to extend your program, if you want to maybe leave like an extra class at the end, you would always have to ask your advisor about that first, because as always, that would fade into financial aid and some other things that are always happening in the back. Students think that things are so easy in the front. There's a lot of things that <laughs> trigger and tick off everything's in the back. Accounting, financial yes. aid, advisor, the professor. There's so many things in the background that are just connected and just falls down like dominoes. So just connect with us so we can make sure that it's what your hopes are for or if it's something that might not be able to happen, we'll see what else we can do. So always stay connected that way with us and let us know about your plans. Mm -hmm. It's important. So the next one, the next question you want to ask is about the academic calendar. So that can be things, academic calendar can have breaks on it. So whenever certain holidays are or certain breaks, you want to know that, just make sure that you understand when you need to go home. I think we mentioned that in the last one. But we're also talking about policies in terms of courses. So when's the last day to withdraw from a class? When is the last day to add and drop a course? So add drop is usually in the first part of the semester. And those are the days that you're able to adjust your schedule. So maybe you have gone to class for the first day and you're not feeling it or the time doesn't work for you, you wanna adjust your schedule, that's what we consider add drop. You wanna make sure you know when that is because at some schools it happens really quickly. It's yeah. two days, some schools you may have a, a week or two. Actually. <laughs> exactly, yeah, no, that's true. I know I know. at my college we have, it's two days and I'm like, Ooh. oh wow. And most students, yeah, I know it's quick and most students don't know. So understanding that is super important. The other thing I mentioned, understanding when the last day to withdraw from a class is. If you, you know, you've been in the class for several days, several weeks, and again, it's not working out, maybe the content is not is challenging for you in that moment, you want to withdraw from the class. I have students all the time that come and they say they want to they drop a class. And I'm like, you missed the withdrawal date two weeks ago. And at that point, it's drop at date? the discretion of, or the yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, we, I, I, those are. Use them interchangeably. I know it's um, so it's so easy to use them interchangeably, even yeah. though they're different. But go ahead. I'll say I'll say withdraw. But yeah. when you want to withdraw from a class, and and you miss if you miss that date, the last day to withdraw, you can't. Sometimes the system blocks you from doing that. 
then you're at the mercy of the instructor or your professor. And it's up to them if they will allow you to allow you to withdraw oh, really? or they'll let you withdraw or yeah, I know that's how we do it at where I where I work, but they can give you a failing grade. So it's different everywhere. Yeah. But we're just we're just making sure that you're reading your course syllabus for every class, that you are looking at the academic calendar so you know when these important dates are so that you aren't left in the you know kind of stuck in the rain when you want to drop a class and it's too late yeah so just those are things that you want to again it's important to look at your syllabus have the calendar access have the calendar accessible to you so you know if you are struggling in a class and you're trying to maybe wait it out to see if you can talk to your professor your instructor and do better but don't wait too long because you may not have enough you may not have time to wait based on the dates that are set mm -hmm. by your institution yeah, I have a good example to kind of make that clear up a little bit better because it is so easy to interchange add drop and withdraw. I've done it plenty of times until I finally got it. So like, for example, if you're a student and registration for your classes opens on the 1st of January and add drop ends at the end of January, the last day, the end of January, that means that you can go to you register for your class January 1st, you go to the classes and you're like, eh, I don't like this class in the morning. I'm going to switch it to the second session to the second a session in the afternoon because it's available. You can do any adjustments to your schedule before add drop day without there mm -hmm. being any um, financial penalty to it. So you can do that and it's fine. After add drop day ends, I know for us at midnight, you cannot change your schedule without there being any financial penalty. So if you're like, oh, but I want to take this class instead, it's like, sorry, unfortunately, you had this whole entire month to change it. And now mm -hmm. you cannot change it unless you want half of that money back for that course. So that's why it's always good to remember that day. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. withdrawal. So let's say you're at the end of January now. You're in this class and you're like, oh, man, I've been in this class for now we're in now we're in March. I'm doing terrible in this class. I know I'm going to get an F in this class. And if I have this F go on my my report, my report, then it's going to bring my GPA down. You need to look at the academic calendar and see when the last withdrawal date is. Because if um, the withdrawal, let's say the withdrawal date is in April, that means you have until that first month of April to withdraw that class. So you can save yourself from getting an F on your GPA and you just get a withdrawal, which does not factor into your GPA. Now you need to do that before then, before that withdrawal date, because if you don't do that, then it's going to go and stay on your GPA. And that's going to bring it down if you get an F in your class. Another thing about withdrawals that are not fun to always have this conversation is the withdrawal, you are probably not going to get any of your money back for that class because you are, withdrawals mm -hmm. are usually, the previous university I worked at was very generous. The withdrawal date was like a week or two before exams. So there's no way mm -hmm. that you are going to go that far. And they're going to be like, sir, you came this far. Right. You, got, you get this F. You came here, you ate with us, you cheered with us, you took all the exams with us, you're taking this F. So, so always be very, very proactive. Whenever you have any issues about your class or any difficulties understanding, just talk to someone as soon as possible. Do not wait till the end because you don't want to forfeit any money or, you know, just make a bad decision on your part. So just be very, very mm -hmm. proactive. Yeah. And as you can see, as you can hear, Kemi and I, at two different institutions so the policies are different mm -hmm. so wherever you're going you have to, again i'm going to just emphasize you have to make sure you understand your institution's policies about ad drop about withdrawals and just know too that too many withdrawals in your transcript while it doesn't affect your gpa like kimmy mentioned it can affect financial aid so there's all these factors you have to make sure 
that you understand before you go through with something yep. in terms of withdrawing. So talk to your financial aid office, talk to your advisor, read your college's policy so that you understand it for your situation. Yep. Everything's connected. Everything mm-hmm. is connected. <laughs> yeah. The next thing you could talk to your, this is the most important thing that I encourage students to come and talk to your academic advisor about, and it's understanding what the resources are on your campus. You're paying for this university, and if you're having any issues in particular areas, whether it be academics or like maybe some mental health, connect with your academic advisor, and then we'll point you to the right direction. So um, we'll be able to point you to and let you understand whether your campus offers tutoring, if they have a counseling center, uh, if let's say you want to implement um, accommodations, you can either, usually in some campuses, you can implement them with you, with the academic advisor, or they'll send you to another department where they can work on that for you. Um, But we'll point you to the right direction if you're having any issues with uh, academics or classes. Usually we'll talk to you as well if you're like, man, um, I tried to send this professor an email. He's still not getting back to me. Like mm-hmm. we'll try to do our best to kind of serve as that in-between to kind of see what's going on with the situation. Uh, yeah, those are fun. Um, and <laughs> not really. Um, and then the other one as well that I always like doing is if a student comes to me or if I hear from a professor that a student hasn't been doing well in their class, I just like sitting and talking to you and, and picking up excuse me, picking apart um, what's kind of going on in your head and figuring out what action items you can put in place to make you more successful. So if it's sounding like you're always late to class, I'm just like, okay, your professor said this, even you're saying this, do you have an alarm clock? Because sometimes you just don't realize the solution to your problem, even though it may be obvious to others, it might not be obvious to you. So connect with us and we'll be able to help you and serve as a resource as well. Mm-hmm. Well said. Next question you want to, well, you can ask your advisor about this, but we're also encouraging encouraging you to be on top of this yourself, but be on top of registration. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about priority, de- priority dates for registration, for advising, how can I get my schedule taken care of or my classes advised as soon as possible? Example, right now we are, it's, it's summertime. I work at a community college, so registration or the upcoming fall semester has been going on since April. So we can have students coming in between March and April, getting advised for summer and fall. Those are the students that are proactive, that are on top of stuff. So they don't, they don't have to come see us in the summertime for advising because they've already done that. Their next step is just to register for their classes. Now we have a large a majority of students that want to come in the summer, which is fine. We understand. But just don't, you know, if you can get things done earlier, that's great. Your your institution should be sending you emails about when you can register for your classes. I, I always remember at Elon, like it was kind of like the Hunger Games because we got like times that we could register for classes. Yeah. Which made it like easier because, you know, like on this date and on this time, you can begin registering for your classes. You didn't have to do it then. But it's like if you want if, if you want the best schedule, you're going to get up however early you have to get up do that and the 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 basically younger you, you were so if you were a freshman sophomore you don't have that many options so get up early and get this done <laughs> it, it was like hunger games i remember like it was like sitting, i remember like sitting in mosley like <laughs> there was i don't remember who i was with but it was like three or four of us just sitting at one of the tables like ready to put our finger yeah on the on the mouse pad to click to get registered oh yeah but, nothing and then yeah. nothing was worse if, unless like you had a class that you were in and then you have like a 10 minute gap 
till your registration time was. Yeah. So it was me and a bunch of students like fanning around, like, where's the computers in this building? <laughs> and we found like a lab that was open. It was just like a bunch of us in there just waiting and hovering over the mouse and just clicking yep. to get, and we're like, and it's so funny because you click it and then it holds for like at least like eight seconds. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Did I get it? Did I get it? And then <laughs> the nightmare about it was if you didn't get it and then you're like, oh no, now I got to get my backup class or you might have to rearrange right. your whole entire schedule hoping that the class mm -hmm. isn't, oh, those are the worst. I hated yeah. that so much. Yeah. That's how that's how it is. It was, it was, that was literally the struggle. But again, that, that was at Elon. Every school is going to have a different process for registration. Yeah. May not be Hunger Games everywhere, but probably you're probably you're, you're probably fighting other people for seats in certain classes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we talked about in the last relevant ramble about having a planner. If you already know these dates that are coming up, write them down, put them in your phone, please. It really makes things easier, and it makes it helps it helps your advisor and whoever else you need to work with. It helps us out as well because you've already done things ahead of time. So if you can get things done before summer vacation or before winter breaks, then I would say do that. But again, writing down priority times to come see your advisor and priority times for registration so you can get that out of the way. The biggest advice we can give you, any advisor can give you, all around the good old nation of the U.S. of A. or anywhere. All of us. Everywhere. Check your email. Please. I was written down to <laughs> check, check your email. <laughs> check your email. I swear, I think too, if you are an academic advisor listening to this, if you want us, we will make shirts. Check your email and give that to your, to your students. Seriously, guys, a lot of us, I know like even myself, I was so intricate with like communication strategies to like unfurl so it wouldn't overload y'all with information. Just mm -hmm. check what we send you. It's going to have all the answers in there. And you're going to be proactive. You're going to be on time for registration. You're going to understand things. And if you don't understand things, you'll be talking to us beforehand to ask the question. You're not going to ask us the question when it's like five minutes before a deadline closes because you're already right. going to read the email. Just read the email. We love y'all. Read the email. Read the email. Yeah, we're adamant about that. Because like, I, I know Kimmy and I talked about this before. We have templates for stuff. Yeah. We don't just, we don't just make this for our health. Like We really are doing it to help you. And maybe it is for our health. So, so that you aren't coming in at the uh, 11th hour, you know, asking questions that could have been answered. Sweating. Weeks before. Right. Exactly. Yes. I agree with Kemi. We are going to make sure it's with that, with, with that on there. We're going to make sure it's with that. We'll, we'll make pencils as well. And advisors can buy them. They can give them to their students. I think we'll yes. definitely do that. We'll do that. Like that. All right. That's, that's, that's copyrighted, everybody. So. Right. Exactly. Just, yeah, and just kind of to wrap this up, the last thing is just just be proactive. You don't have to wait till the last minute. I know it's easy. I am a last minute person, but if I can if I can find something out ahead of time, then it makes things easier. Just all these questions that we have, that we've laid out for you to ask, just be proactive. It, it really shows your advisor that you are, you are a strong, you know, you're somebody that's like really adamant and passionate about their education. And we're not saying that people that don't, you know, aren't proactive are not like that. We understand that they're, that life situations may prevent you from coming in certain times or you're just going through something and you can't make it. We understand that. But just be proactive in everything that you're doing related to school. It'll make your life so much easier. And we're having you ask these questions 
we are one person. When, when when you have an advisor assigned to you, you have this is one person assigned. And there's other advisors that maybe you can talk to, but please just be patient with us. We get hundreds of emails a week sometimes. Like Kimmy said, sometimes we've already answered the question in an email and we're we're getting questions about when's this deadline? What is this? Why, why am I taking this class? And we may have already answered it for you. Something else I would say, come in with a notebook to talk to your advisor. I, I always have students, when they when they bring a notebook, I'm like, God bless you. You brought a notebook because I rarely <laughs> see students take notes. Because yeah. we say a lot of information and we're always in our student affairs head. We're using our student affairs jargon. So I try, and I know, I know I'm sure Kimmy does and any advisor you talk to, we try to break it down as much as we can because we know sometimes this is new to a lot of students but write stuff down if we, if we say if we say a word that you're like huh what did that mean you can go back to it and can you can just clear can you just clarify what you were talking about here please i love stuff like that i love to see students take notes i've had students record sometimes it's a little bit weird but if that's what if that's how you have to do things then go ahead and record it but it's literally something that you can have that you can go back to and you can say oh okay my advisor did tell me about this and you've already done it Something else I would say, check out your college's website. A lot of your questions can be answered there. Uh, I mentioned at the top of the episode, your advisor is not the know-all for everything. We, we do know a lot, as any other student affairs staff does, but we aren't the all-knowing for that college. The website truly knows everything. Um, so if there's questions you have about like the bookstore and financial aid, like we'll always point you in the direction. But before you ask your advisor this question, have you checked somewhere else first? I feel like it was you, Kemi, that told me before you have you ask your students or you tell your students, was it you or somebody? Somebody I talked to was like they they have their students try themselves like three times to find the answer before coming to a staff member. And I really like that because everything you need is truly it's somewhere out there whether it's on campus or in a website, it's there. So yeah, maybe maybe use that approach. Like, can I try on my own to find this answer? And if I can't, yeah. just come to advise you. Like, I've looked everywhere for this and I couldn't find it. And we'll be happy to be like, oh, sometimes sometimes things are hidden on the website. I'll be honest, at my college, it's hard to find things. So say all that, I'm gonna get off my soapbox now. Just be <laughs> proactive, do your research, show initiative, show that you, you, know, you tried on your own. It just, it just makes a successful like advisor and just makes you yeah. a successful person. <laughs> it does. It, it does. And it takes a lot of sweat off your advisor's back. Um, we're always going to be there to help you as a student, but just know that we have a lot of students that we are working with on a daily basis. But Kimmy's right. It does make you successful. It's going to help you in the long run just to get your P's and Q's in college and beyond. So that is our relevant ramble. It may have been a little bit long, but these are great questions to have in your arsenal as you're going off to college. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're an advisor listening and we missed something or you want to add some questions, let us know. We'll get them out there to the listeners somehow, some way. But thank you everybody for listening. Um, if you want to continue to support the podcast, as we always say, we love a like, we love a, subscri a subscribe, Love for you to subscribe to the podcast. Love for you to share the podcast. Col incoming college freshmen, share us with your friends. Be like, have you heard that your advisors have, will see you now podcast? They're talking about college freshman stuff. Share it with them. They'll love it just like you do. If you want to support us monetarily, we have our Venmo in the description. But again, we appreciate any, any kind of support you offer. 
follow us on social media, send us an email. We love to hear from people. So thank you all for listening and we'll see you in the next one. See you. Thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also show us some love and please leave a five-star review. Catch you next time. See ya.